going to begin my teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 40. And after we read Exodus, um, we're going to jump quickly to uh, Ephesians, chapter 4. Okay? And I'm going to base these two teachings today on those two scriptures. Amen? Amen. So if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to Exodus, chapter 40. Justin, you have your Bible? Justin? Okay. Um, Kiantu, are you there? Yeah, I am here. Okay. Are you at Exodus 40? Yes, 40, oh. the yeah. whole chapter. Uh, no, actually, I just want you to read uh, verse 1 to verse 10. Okay. Okay. And okay. then, Dana, do you have your Bible there? I can't find it, and I okay. really want to okay. You're gonna listen. find it. Robin, okay. do you have your Bible? Yeah, I do. Um, I want you to be prepared um, to turn it to Ephesians chapter 4. Shoot. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay. So, Antu, if you don't mind, uh, we're, we'd like to hear from you. Okay. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month, you shall set up the uh, tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall put in the ark of the testimony and partition of the ark with the veil. You shall bring in the table and arrange the things that are to be set in order on it. And you shall bring in the lampstand and light up, uh, light its lamps. You shall also set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the, the testimony and put up the screen for the door of the tabernacle. Then you shall set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. And you shall set the, the laver between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar and put water in it. You shall set up the court all around and hang up the screen at the court gate. And you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it and you shall hallow it and all its utensils and it shall be holy you shall anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all its utensils and consecrate the altar and the altar shall be most holy amen, amen. Um, I want you to remember these words, okay? The first one is you. The second word is set in order. Yeah. You set in order. And consecrate. 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 Okay. okay. What does so consecrate mean? I will consecrate. explain that. We're gonna let okay. um, we're gonna let Robin uh, uh, turn to chapter four in Ephesians chapter four, verse seventeen to twenty-four. So Robin, whenever you're ready, you can uh, start reading. 
This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the future of their mind, having their understanding dark and being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being, feel, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. Sorry, where am I reading to? Uh, to uh, 24. But you have not so learned Christ, if you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which goes corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you be put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. Okay, so the words that uh, from from what Robin spoke. Okay, um, can I read re uh, read it again just so you guys can can hear it clearly? Please. Um, this is Paul saying. This I say. Therefore, and testify. What chapter and what what book? Oh, Ephesians four, verse seventeen to twenty-four. Okay, and I'll read it again. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who given past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned. You have not so learned Christ. But indeed, you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And so the key word here is the old man and the new man. Okay. So what I want to talk today is, um, you know, Moses, God was speaking to Moses. And he tells Moses that on the first day of the first month, for him to uh, put the tabernacle in order, set up the, the, you know, Ark of the Covenant, set up the altar, and then put everything on the table and organize it, set it in order. And then to use the oil to consecrate all the utensils on the altar, consecrate the altar, the burnt offering altar, okay? Uh, if you remember a few weeks ago, I was talking about the tabernacle and that the tabernacle is a representation of you. You are the tabernacle that God is building. That God is building you up according to the pattern of heaven. You guys remember remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
it says to God spoke to Moses that he is to set things in order and to consecrate the utensils. Okay. What God is saying to you today is let's set your life in order. Okay. Because there's, there's, you have priorities in your life that are not godly. You have priorities that, um, that are not helping you, that are not helpful, right? You look around you, the fruit of, of that priorities is you, you've been living a life of disorder, right? You have uh, the important things you have put aside and the unimportant things you have prioritized, right? It's like spending time playing games. Hello, kids. Right? And, you know, so you want to learn. One thing God wants us to do today is to learn to prior prioritize our life. And number one, that means seek God. Okay? And allow God to work. He's priority number one. And I'm glad that you can be with us here today because that means that you are prioritizing God right this very moment. Amen. Right, kids? And I'm going to tell you, when you prioritize, make God first in your life, in whatever that you do, it's going to be wonderful for you. Right? Because when you put God last and everything else above, it just means that your life is going to be disorderly, unorganized. And things don't function well when they're not organized. Amen? Amen. Number two, God spoke to Moses that you shall put these things in order. That means you. Okay? So when God speaks to us, you know, he's not going to do all the work for us. You have a part to play. You have to put your life in order and number two it is your responsibility to consecrate the utensils in the tabernacle what i mean by that is you know when you're eating you have utensils right you have bowls you have fork you have spoons okay those are physical representation those utensils in the spirit are your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your hands, and your feet. Okay? These are the utensils of the spiritual tabernacle. Are you guys still following me? Yeah. Because the Bible says that you are the living temple of the holy spirit that god is building up building you up as as living stones and jesus christ being the chief cornerstone okay and he's also the chief architect okay god is the master the grand master he he puts he tells you what to do and you are the one that's gonna be doing it Okay, so God is telling us today is to consecrate your eyes, consecrate your ears, consecrate your mouth, consecrate your hands, 
and consecrate your feet. Okay, these are the utensils of the temple that God is building in our lives right now. He's giving us the instruction, the order, and we are to follow it and obey it. Amen. 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 Um, in Ephesians, God spoke about the old man. You guys remember that? The Bible says to put off the old man and to put on the new man. Okay? So if, if, if the way I see it, it's like wearing clothes. You know, how, how long does it take you to get dressed? For me, it takes two minutes. Okay? You know, I can change this shirt to the next shirt like in two minutes. Okay? It may take me longer to walk up the stairs. But to change my clothes, it's very fast. Okay? So what God is saying is, you know, the old clothes that you've been wearing for a week, you know, my wife would say, it's time to change your clothes, buddy. <laughs> okay? To, to put away the old man, to put away the old shirt, stinky and smelly. Okay, that's the old Joe. I want to, I want us to focus on the old Joe a bit. Okay, because the old Joe, what does he look like? You know, when you're looking at the old Joe, he's very prideful. He's very selfish. He's unclean. He's smelly. He stinks, right? My wife can say that sometimes because, you it's know, chaotic, yeah. it's chaotic, disorderly. The old Joe could be violent. The old Joe could be, um, uh, I don't know. Mean. Uh, deceitful. He could lie. He's a, he could be abusive. That's the old man that God is talking about. That's the old man that, that is still clinging to this, this temple. Okay? And God is saying to put on the new man. And so today, I want you to focus on how to do that. I want you to, to, to help you to put on the new man. Because the old man is ugly. The old man is dirty. Okay, uh, you know, he's a slave to sin. His mouth is full of lies and swearing. That's the old man. Okay, are you guys aware of the old man? You guys know who I'm talking about? Yes. He likes to drink, smoke, and swear. That's the old man. Mm -hmm. He likes to cheat. He likes to steal. Okay. He likes to hurt people. His mouth is, is, you know, everything that comes out of his mouth is to put you down, to be critical, to, be, to say things that, that kills your spirit. That's the old man. Okay? That is the way of the Gentile. You guys understand that? Mm -hmm. That's the old you. And that old you is still lingering there somewhere. To be honest, you have to be honest with yourself today. 
And I, I know that the Holy Spirit is, is, is shining a light on you right now. And, and, and what, what the Holy Spirit is saying for you to, to put away the old man. It's time for this, this old man to go in the garbage. Okay? And then, and then Paul says to put on the new man. The new man created in Christ Jesus. True holiness, true righteousness is the new man. And you know what? For you who are born again, to you who have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you have awareness of that, you have a spiritual awareness, you know that, there, that something happened in here spiritually. Is God, you know, it's, something has changed in here. God has birthed in you a new man. Okay, so inside of Joe right now, there's two individuals, the old man and the new man. Hello, are you with me? Yeah. The old man is always thinking about, he remembers the good times. You know, the good times when he was in sin, he does all these bad things and he remembers, he talks about it all the time, right? And this old man, it's time to put him away. And our, the work of God that's doing, what God is doing in our life today, right now, is he's raising up the new man. Amen. New man. I am the new man. Everybody say, I am the new man. I am the new man. Yeah. And God is about working to help raise up the new man. I am the new man. He wants to build up the new man. He's going to build up the new Dana. You know, some people, God will give you a new name. You know that? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when, when we came from Vietnam to Canada, it's like, you know, you know, you know, it's like a journey from, from uh, darkness into light, okay? Because yeah. that's what it is in communist Vietnam, right? It's like God yeah. translating us from, from earth into heaven, okay? Yeah. So when we escaped from Vietnam and came to Canada, the church gave us a new name. So my new name is Joseph. You know, and my dad's name is Joseph as well. And I believe my older brother's name is Joseph. So, you know, when somebody phoned the house and they asked, can I talk to Joseph? Well, there's three Joseph living in the house. (laughs) Joe and Joe and Joe. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, know, I I didn't understand the, the significance of this name change until I became, I became born again. Because for most of my life, I go by Hung. That's my Vietnamese name, okay? H-U-N-G, I go by Hung. People call me Hung. But the day that I became born again and by the Spirit, um, you know, I decided to take on the new name that the church gave me. Neat. And that name is Joseph, okay? You know, 
as a new Christian, I, I, I have no idea what I was doing. But I tell people, my name is Joe. Okay, my name is Joseph. Right? And I discovered that when I read the Bible, that Jesus had given people new name all the time. God has given people's name all the time. Like, like Abraham, before Abraham, his name was Abram. Before Sarah, her name was Sarai. Okay. Uh, before Saul, before Paul, there was a Saul. Okay. And, and before um, uh, Peter, there was Simon. Okay. So there's a name change. So the, the, the new, so you can see, say that the old Joe, the old man is hung and the new man is Joe. My question to you, to you today is who's le leading your life? The old Joe, hung, or the new man, Joe, that God called, right? Who's leading your life right now? Who's running your life? Who's in the driver's seat? It's very important you discover that. Because the guy, the old guy that's driving, if he's still in the driver's seat, you better tell him to get the hell out. Okay? You know, yeah. Jesus wants to be in the driver's seat. And Jesus controlled the new man. Right? The old man is controlled by his flesh. That what that means is, if he's hungry, he's going to find food. Okay? If he's upset, he's going to lash out in anger. That's the old man. Okay? The old man is, if, if somebody fight with him, he will fight back. Okay? But the new man, if somebody wants to fight him, he's, he turns the other cheek. If somebody wants to steal from him, he gives the, his shirt off his back, right? The new man will find joy and happiness in all his circumstances, right? Amen. And so when, when, when Paul in, in Ephesians speaks about put on the new man, it's, it's as easy as a flipping a switch, Okay. You guys see the light here? The, the light here? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is the old man. And then God says, put on the new man. Okay. That is the new man. And, and you know, a lot of time we don't realize that we're flipping between the old and the new. Flipping the old and the new. Okay. One moment you are, you are like in the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, peace, love, joy, right? And then in the very next moment, you're like swearing and getting mad and, and putting people down, you know, hitting everybody, right? It's like flipping a switch between light and darkness. Light and darkness. You know, we can flip from that very quickly, as quick as we change our clothes. In some other places in the Bible, Paul encourages, in Galatians, I think, it says to, to put on love, or put on the, the, the clothes of humility, okay? So what Paul is saying is, you know, 
walk according to the spirit. And, and so what, what I want you today, the, the, the real lesson I want today is to, I'm going to train up the new man. Okay. Because the new man has to be strong in the spirit. Okay. You know, how, how do you raise up the strong man? How do you make the, the strong man strong? Okay. Because in order for the new man to be strong, the old man has to be weak. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes the old man is stronger than the new man. You know, the old man put down the new man, right? But it's the new man right here that Jesus want to raise up so he can put down the old man. All right. And I want to teach you how to be that strong spiritual man. Because we need to walk according to the spirit, not according to our flesh. That's why there's a lot of people that go to church and they are singing hallelujah in church. And then when they go home, they start to, you know, behave like they're, nothing has changed. It's because... The, the, the new, the, the old man is too strong. So you have to starve the strong man, the carnal man, the old man. Starve him and then feed the new man. Feed the spirit. Feed the spiritual man. Jesus says in Matthew 4, verse 4, that man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Right? And Jesus said in chapter, John chapter 15, verse 3, that, that I have food. My food is to do the will of the Father. Okay? And so today, you are being fed spiritual food. So your, your new man, your spirit man, will be stronger than the old man. Okay? And the more you feed the new man... The, the old man will start to die, okay? You actually want to kill the old man. This is one place in the Bible where God gives you permission to kill someone, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want you to murder him. Murder the old man. Kill the old man. And God won't hold it against you, okay? He wants you to, your old man to die. So Amen. you're going to tell us the first thing to do, like I, now I want to only eat twi twice a day or something. So I needed something. <laughs> you, know, you know, Jesus says that unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But when it dies, it will grow and bear forth fruits. Okay. What that means is unless you learn to die, die to your fleshy, carnal ways, die to your old ways, die to the old man. You got to die to the old man. You cannot be fruitful. You cannot be strong. And, and there's too many Christians that are being um, abused and harassed by the devil today because the old man is still there. 
the old Joe is still lingering. The old hunk is still lingering. You know, you know that the, the way of the mind is okay. This is this is my mind, and it functions like this. It listens to the old Joe, the hung, and it listens to the new man, Joe. Okay, now sometimes it, the the mind leans this way, so his life goes this way. Okay, now if his mind, if he has the mind of Christ, leans this way, then you're you're moving in the spiritual direction. Okay. And all your life, when it moves in this direction, it's going to lead to peace. It's going to lead to fruitfulness. It's going to lead to joy. It's going to lead to love. So you want this mind to lean this way, this way, okay? Because this is where the new man is, okay? And God is leading this new man in this direction, okay? The other thing about the old man is he's always looking down. The new man always look up. The Bible, says, the Bible says to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, right? Fix your eyes on those things that are above and not beneath, right? So don't look down. When you're going through difficult times, look up, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we heard today in Psalm 121, I will lift my eyes to the hills. Whence does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. I will lift my eyes to the hills. That's where Jesus is. I will lift my eyes to Calvary, where Jesus died and shed his blood for me. And that victory over sin and death was accomplished. Amen? Amen. Where the price, the penalty for sin was paid fully. So that I'm not condemned. So that I may live. So that the spiritual Joe will become born again. Amen? Amen. So this leads me to the consecration part. Amen. Consecrating the utensils. Because when you consecrate the utensils of the tabernacle, you're actually building up the spiritual man. Okay, so like I said, the utensils of the new man is your eyes, your mouth, your ears, your hands, and your feet. Okay, and we talk about the eyes just now. Okay, you know, the first thing to do to build the spiritual man is to train your eyes. You want to look at things that are faithful, that are, that are spiritual, that are good, true, and pure. I think in, um, in Philippians chapter 3, it says, Paul says to, you know, to look upon those things that are good, true, and pure, that are praiseworthy. 
don't look at those things that are, um, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you look at? What are your eyes looking at usually? The right? ground. We look around. We like to compare. And when we compare things, we say, oh, I'm not good enough. Right? Uh, oh, I'm too ugly. I'm too short. I'm too fat. You know, uh, I'm not qualified. So when you, your eyes start looking around, you're looking for information. And then, you know, sometimes when, when, when you look at other people, you may become prideful as well because, you know, this person is too dumb. So that makes you smart. Right. But do you also think, or I, what I think also is that um, I get a little bit of afraid of what they're thinking of me just because of, um, just just because of my mental health and then that's terrible you know i need to and i am rising above that like um not above them but um above my own demise yeah you know speaking of consecrating your eyes yeah it's like david you no know, he didn't consecrate his eyes you guys heard of the story where you know um in the days of king david all the men went to war, okay? But for whatever reason, he stayed home. And um, he, you know, he had a job to do, but he didn't. He stayed home. And it was at nighttime when he was on the rooftop. And his eyes happened to see a woman bathing, okay? You know, he did not allow his eyes to be consecrated. The spiritual man would have said, oh, no, no, I don't want to watch this. Okay? Consecrate your eyes. Look the other way. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the old carnal man, the old man would have looked and engaged in lustful thoughts, right? And that's what happened to David was he, he lusted after Bathsheba. And he committed sin with her, adultery. And he committed murder. He killed her husband. So that's consecrating your eyes. Next thing is you want to consecrate your ears. Okay. What are you listening to? Are you listening to voices that say, oh, you're ugly? Oh, you're too dumb? Uh, Oh, you're lazy? Are you listening to those voices? Oh, you're, you're, you know... Um, you're a criminal, you have a history, you're no good. Do not entertain those voices. Those voices are of the devil. (laughs) And then there are also voices that are very deceitful. You know what? It's okay. It's okay to, to smoke and drink until you're, you're, you're yellow in the face. You know, it's okay to, to do drugs. It's okay to stay in your sin. Jesus paid the price. It's okay. No, it's not okay. Consecrate your ears. God is speaking to you today, and you need to to train your ear to the voice of God because the devil, he's going to speak to you sweet words. He wants to tickle your ears, okay? And then you're going to believe a lie. Right? Like I said earlier, you know, um, 
the the devil make you think like you're a billion dollar but you know he treat you like trash okay mm -hmm. but god treats you like a billion dollar and he treats you he sees you more than a billion dollar and he treats you like a billion dollar you're valued you're precious in the eyes of god and that's why god had to sacrifice his only son for you right amen Amen. Amen. You know, in, in Exodus as well, um, Moses wrote about the ear. Okay. He says that, you know, in those days they have slavery. And in a household, the master have slaves and servants. And so those ones who are slaves, they're slaves is because they owe the, the master money. So if a family uh, was in debt and they couldn't pay off a debt, they would use their sons and daughters. They would sell their sons and daughters to the master to pay off the debt. Do you guys understand what I mean? You know, um, uh, you know in today, we, we call that modern day trafficking, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, slavery, modern day slavery, right? You know, there are villages, there are places in Cambodia, and we have first-hand knowledge. We've seen it with our eyes, where these families would sell their daughters, their sons and daughters, for as much as $500. And these kids are being shipped to, like, China, to Korea, to, to uh, different places to become slaves for these people, right? So in the days of Moses, they have slavery as well. And, and so a Jewish family would have slaves. And now sometimes the, the slave, after six, after seven years, the, God says that, you know, that slave shall no longer remain in the house. That's, that person who is your slave shall we go free. Okay, but if the slave say, you know what, I have a good master, I want to, not only do I have a good master, but I love my master, I want to stay with my master and serve my master. Okay, so what the, what God tells the master to do is take the ear of the servant of the slave and stab the ear with a with a, uh, they call it an owl or um, a, a metal sharp object, pierce the ear into the door of the master's house, right? So that is consecrating your ear, okay? So what it means is Jesus is our master today. And Jesus want us to consecrate this ear and allow our ears to be consecrated to him and him only. So that we listen to him, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the still small voice of God. Remember grandpa's story about the little child that says, everybody be quiet. I want to hear the clock ticking so I can hear, so I can find the clock, right? The watch. So we need to train our ears to hear that, that tick tock, tick talk of the watch and so as we consecrate our ears today we can hear god speak to us amen amen the next thing is your feet 
consecrate your feet. Okay? The problem with us as people, as the, you know, the old Joe, the, the old hung, the carnal, the old man, he would have feet to run to evil. Okay? He would run to do evil things. He would protest on the street. He would do violence. Right? His feet is quick to run to evil. And you know, in Proverbs, it says God hates that feet. God hates the feet of those who run quickly to evil, to do evil things. But the new man, God says to flee. Flee from sexual immorality. Flee from, from youthful lusts. Free, run, run quickly from sin. Don't, don't just walk around. Don't just, you know, stand there. Run. Sometimes you, ha you have to run away from, from sin, right? If you know that there's sinful things happening, run away. The other thing is when you consecrate your feet, God can use your feet to go and spread the gospel. The Bible says beautiful are the, are the feet of those who preach the gospel. What, what is God using your feet to do today? Amen? Amen? Ask yourself, what is God using my feet for? Is, it, is God using my feet to, uh, to run to evil? Or, or, or am I using the, my feet to serve God and serve his people? You know, we run around helping people, right? That's where God is using our feet. We got to consecrate our feet to do good things, not to do evil. Right? God, consecrate your feet so you can dance for the Lord. Dance like David danced. You know, David had good, good feet because he danced for the Lord, right? Consecrate your hands. These hands. Okay? You know, these hands can be in the... If it was the old man, these hands would be very abusive. Right? The old man would, would exercise violence. These hands would slap people around. It would punch people. It would be swift to do evil. It would be crafty. Right? But God's saying, consecrate these hands for me. For the tabernacle. So that these hands will be the hands that lift one another up. When a friend is down, you lift him up. Consecrate these hands. Lord, consecrate these hands. Train my hand to serve you only. These hands can play musical instruments to serve God, right? These hands to fix things like grandpa, Mr. Handyman, right? These hands to, to hug, to care, to nurture, to grow, okay? So what are your hands doing today? Ask yourself, what are my hands doing today? Who is using my hand? Is God using my hand or my flesh or the devil is using my hand? Are these hands to help people get better or these hands 
to to kill them to destroy their health and bodies right you know these hands god can turn these hands into surgeon hands to fix mm. dana's back mm. amen amen we need skillful hands and we mm. pray for the the hands of the surgeon mm. to heal dana mm -hmm. and then that's also the hand of jesus right Amen. the hand of god the father raised jesus from the dead now these mouths consecrate these mouths as well okay because these mouths could in in the in the in the mouth of the old man would be swearing would be lying would speaking would be speaking untruth would be critical would be abusive okay pray to god today to consecrate these lips god wants to use these lips to teach to preach to praise to glorify amen amen to pray to exalt god these mouths okay and you know not not just lip service okay that's the old man the old man, you know, if you need a friend, the, the old man would say, yeah, 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 I will come and help you, right? But then the old man was too lazy and he wouldn't come. But the new man, he gets a call from a friend and the friend say, I need help. And then the new man would say, yeah, I'm coming. And he, he swear to his word. You know, he is good to his word. He means what he say, and he say what he means. If he's going to come and help, he will help. You know, there was a time where your word means something to someone, right? It means integrity. And that's so important. Yeah. Like, you know, really. Yeah. The Bible, Jesus says, let your yes be yes, and let your no be no. Anything else is just from the devil. Amen. Right? Use this mouth to, to allow God to train this mouth to preach the Bible. You know, there was a time when I was very shy. And for me to spend more than an hour to, to speak to you uh, and teach to you about the Word of God, it, it's, it's unconceivable. I cannot do that. I, was, I would be too afraid to speak to anyone. That's me. Right? Ask God to train your mouth. To, to um, you know, speak godly words and not evil words, right? You know, when, when um, you know, the, um, Zechariah, when uh, the, the angel Gabriel came to him, when he was ministering in the, um, in the temple, and Gabriel says, you're going to have a son. You and your wife are going to have a son. And so Zechariah says, really okay how can that be i'm old right and because of his mouth and he spoke doubts the angel was so uh impatient with him that, that the angel said you know what from for nine months you are gonna be a mute you're not gonna say a word you be quiet you shut up for nine months how's that to be mm -hmm. shut by by god because your mouth is speaking words of doubt 
that your mouth would defile and, and, and speak against God, not believing, unbelieving mouth, right? So let your mouth speak godly words, words of faith. You got to do that. Amen. When you find yourself in a situation where, you know, the, the things are hard, you're in pain. It's like, what do you do? Pray. Mm. Pray. Be grateful. Say, God, I thank you that I'm still alive. I thank you, Lord, that, that my pain is only temporary. Yes, amen. It, it, that it will shall pass. My suffering, my poverty, my sickness, mm. uh, that will pass in the name of Jesus. You can use your mouth to do that, right? Or if it was the old man, he would say, oh, my life is over. My life sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm quitting. I had enough of this. You know, those shut this mouth up. Okay. If you do that, if you hear your mouth say that, shut it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amen. And you know, when, when I feel, um, you know, the other thing is you can use your mouth to speak in tongues. Mm -hmm. God gives you a mouth. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you can speak life into your circumstances. You can speak life into your body or you can speak death, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you guys do that this regularly, but speak in tongues. You know, when my mind sometimes, you know, you know how, how I show you this is, you know, this mind of Joe, sometimes it's leaning spiritually. Okay, so that's good, right? It's godly, the mind of Christ. Okay, I have the mind of Christ. But then sometimes this mind goes this way, okay? And this is the mind of the old man, okay? And he's starting to worry. He starts to think sinful thoughts, okay? Uh, you know, uh, evil thoughts. You know what I do? I start speaking in tongues. You know, when the pain is too much, and, and you don't know what to say, just speak it in tongues. Or sometimes you may even sing in tongues. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and you do that. Right? Is it a sin to speak in tongues? I don't think so. I don't think you can find anywhere in the Bible that it is sinful for you to, you to pray in tongues and to sing in tongues. Okay? You can use your mouth to prophesy that my situation is not dire, that this is not the end. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I will not be defeated. I'm victorious in Christ. You can prophesy. You can speak. Speak blessing or speak cursing to yourself. That's consecrating your mouth. Are you guys still with me? Yeah. Yes. So this is, this is what God is doing. Is he, he wants you, you to consecrate the utensils of the tabernacle. Consecrate your eyes. Consecrate your mouth, your ears, your hands, and your feet. Am I missing anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so as you, as you consecrate, 
you know, yourself, God is transforming your life from garbage into gold. Amen. Amen. Okay. From the old into the new. Okay. And so God is, 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 is building you up today. Every day you need to consecrate. The word con means flesh. It means dedicate your flesh to the, to the will of God. Okay. In, in Romans um, chapter 12, verse one, it says to, to, um, what is it? <laughs> I know. Give me a second. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is holy, acceptable to, to God, which is your reasonable service. Holy. Holy means consecrated. Okay? You need to do that. Consecrate mm -hmm. your body. Don't allow your body, don't put anything in your body that is destructive. And that's why we tell you to don't do drugs. Do not allow drug to touch your bodies. Do not smoke because you're consecrating your body to serve God. Do not drink because drinking takes away, it, it destroys your body. Okay? It's not consecrating. God wants you to consecrate your body to do his will and i'm going to tell you there's benefit to consecrating there's great benefit for you to live a holy life okay you know it's not a commandment it's not a law okay you're free by the spirit but this is to your benefit is for you to build up the new man the spiritual man hallelujah Hallelujah. So, Amen. Do you have any questions? Anybody have questions? Any questions? Yeah. So consecrate your body. So, okay, can I look in the back of my Bible and, and look up consecrate, consecrate, and then it'll tell me verses so I can, like, declare that? Yeah, you can you do know, that. No, because yeah. I forget, forget a little bit of what you said. Like, you know, I am this. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to say it now, but you know. Yeah. Uh, consecrate means to purify. You know okay. the song that we sing this morning? Is yeah. Purify my heart. Okay. Okay. Purify. Turn, turn me, oh God, into gold and silver. Okay. okay, take out all the impurities, the, the things that are unclean, and, and train, this consecrate also means to disciple and train. That's what it means, Dana. When you ask what does consecrate mean, it means to, to put things in order and to clean it and to train it. Okay, okay. so okay. because God cannot use a spoon if it's unclean. If it's not in order, and if it's not well-made, it's not well-trained, okay? Exactly. exactly. You know, would, would you step into a car that is not well-made, and that there might, things, there might be broken things in there? No. It would kill no. you, right? 
you know? Yeah. Would you use a phone if it doesn't work? It's not consecrated, right? You know, people can use this phone and, and use it as a brick to throw at somebody when they get mad, right? But that's, that's wrong. That's, that's the wrong use of a phone. You want to consecrate your phone so that you can use it for the work of God. Amen. 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 So, Ouch. you know, yeah. that's you. Consecrate. Right on. Discipline. Yeah. Keep it clean and pure and holy. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Any questions? Mm. Kids, are you listening to me? Don't tune me out now, kids. <laughs> anyway, we're going to speak by the Spirit. Okay, then we're going to receive it. Uh, let me bless you and, and close uh, our um, teaching for today. So thank you for spending this time with me and, and, and the Word. I, I, I pray that it is profitable for you. I pray that it is useful and um it would be a revelation for you and um, amen and, uh, you know god just wants to raise you up because the time is dark you know and people of god has been abused and discarded like garbage and we are confused and, and abused and confused okay that's what i, I i'm seeing and and today uh, god god says no not my people and, and, you know, he wants to train us up so that we can help other people. Amen. Yes. Amen. So, so you would not be um, deceived. So you would not be uh, led astray by some, some you know, um, other people, other spirits. Just people, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lying spirit everywhere we go nowadays. You know, we turn on the media. We don't know what's right and wrong anymore. But I'm going to tell you, God, when you consecrate yourself to God, you will know what is right and you will know what is wrong. Okay? And, and so I'm not telling you to become like a Puritan or somebody, you know, just, just, just hide yourself in, in some kind of corner and, and, and be holy in that way. No, no, no. You know, in, you know God has to expose you to, to the, the garbage and darkness of the world so he can purify you you're putting us in action oh that's how i feel inside yeah and it's exciting for me because i have a little bit of an outline so thank you, know, you. like this is you know we live in the world of COVID, okay and 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 the way that society is is wanting to to address COVID is for you to isolate go hide in your house isolate yourself in your house so you don't get COVID. Okay, but you know, it's like that, you know, like there's sin everywhere and, and you can't just go hide in your, in your house so you don't get sinful. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. God wants to engage you into the world, expose you to garbage and, and darkness and, and lies. So then in, in engaging you in that, God's saying, do this, do that, consecrate, follow the direction of God. And you know what? God is building your immunity like an immunity to COVID from the inside right and that's how you become strong amen i don't amen. know if it makes sense yeah amen amen do you have anything to say 
No, that's that's good. That's very very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, especially in this t- like Joe said, this time uh in the world right now, we don't know what is right and right what is wrong anymore. So we have to um to to listen to God and we have to draw close to closer to him in order for him to refine us and 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 uh, teach us to discern uh what is right between right and wrong amen yeah yeah so it's it is very important because like if we are all dirty and broken god cannot use us right so we have to be uh, to to ask god to refine us at all times and use us as his utensil mm-hmm. and that that is the the most important thing right now because mm-hmm. this world is a total chaos yeah you know yeah. when you're in the operating room okay when you're in surgery would a surgeon use a dull knife to cut you open no no it would be very painful right would yeah. would the surgeon have untrained hands, the hands of a a plumber or a butcher to to cut you open? No, and you yeah. know what I was thinking. In this COVID, it's going to be extra sanitized. Yeah. So that's cool. Right. <laughs> Amen. And and God, Amen. That's that's... what God is doing is He's sanitizing you from the inside out, yes. not from the outside in, but inside out. Okay. It, it, the fire of God, the the purifying fire of the Holy Spirit is doing that in our hearts, so we can live and be used by Him. Amen. Yes. Grandpa, yeah. do you have any comment? Okay. Thank you for the your teaching, and uh, God bless everyone. Yeah. And we have a safe week. Yeah. And and Chang and Chang, uh, do you have anything to say or comments? Anh, anh Trọng và anh Thông có cái gì muốn chia sẻ không? Yeah, they said nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Robin, do you have anything you want to say? Any comments? Questions? How about my wife? <laughs> no comment. I'm speechless. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Uh, All right. Well, let me pray. Thank you. God bless you guys. Yeah. Let me pray to close uh, the service, okay? Heavenly okay. Father, okay. I thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus uh, being shed for each and every one of us here, Lord. Lord, that we can be uh, born again, that we can be transformed, that we can have a relationship with you, that we can hear from you that we can receive from you and believe you, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that you're leading us, Lord, and and you're taking us higher and making it strong, and and that your word is sharper than a two-edged sword, Lord, and that your word is living inside of us, Lord, that we can discern what is good and godly, what is true, and then what is false. We just thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to live inside of us and and transforming us into... um, your righteous sons and daughters, Father God, and and that we can walk in love, Father God, that we can walk by the Spirit, Lord. So 
I pray a blessing over everyone that, that this week will be an even better week, Lord, that, that we would have an experience of your hands, of your spirit working in our lives, Father God, today and this week. We bless everyone in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.